There have been 62 commitments this weekend. We've been talking big visit weekends on the inside scoop, but as the weekends wear on, each one gets bigger and bigger, more important and more important. Now, today we're going to talk Tennessee. We're going to talk Ohio State. We're going to talk Georgia. But first, we got to start with the Florida Gators. Heading into the weekend, they needed a few things to go their way. Last weekend, the rival UGA Bulldogs snatched their top running back commitment, Chauncey Bowens, out of South Florida. And honestly, the news wasn't great to start this weekend. I talked about it on Thursday's show right here. The news was supposed to be about Gator commitment Austin Simmons. The quarterback was going to reclassify himself from the 25 class up to the 23 class. We talked about it Thursday on this show. It was all set to play out that way, except one little detail. You see, Austin Simmons had a last-minute change of mind. Not about reclassifying from 25 to 23. No, he changed his mind last minute on the school he wants to attend. Now, four-star Austin Simmons flipped his commitment on Saturday from Florida to Ole Miss. You know the story. He's a 17-year-old prodigy, had a 5.35 GPA, graduated high school as a freshman. I don't know what he did as a sophomore in terms of school, but what he did on the field as a sophomore was, was amazing. He threw for 3,160 yards, 24 touchdowns to just nine interceptions. So let's recap his wild recruitment. He committed to UF on April 4th as a 2025 quarterback prospect, thinking the Gators are getting way ahead of themselves. But no, rumors start to swirl about his potential reclassification to the 2023 class. Remember, Florida didn't sign a quarterback in the 23 class because Jaden Rashada asked out of his NLI and ends up going to Arizona State instead. So he visits Ole Miss on June 2nd. We're, we're back to Austin Simmons here. He visits June, Ole Miss on June 2nd. Rumors of a flip start, start bubbling up. But Simmons and his family stop in Gainesville one more time on the way home. He meets with Napier and his staff again, and it sort of calmed the rumor mill, at least, at least for a minute. He talks it over with his parents, and they come to a decision. On Saturday, he flips his commitment from Ole Miss, from Florida to Ole Miss. But he also announced that he would reclassify to the 2023 class. Now, we expected that to happen, but we did not see the flip coming to Ole Miss. Ole Miss finished 25th overall in the 2023 class, but they also did not sign a quarterback. Despite all that, Gator fans never wavered, right? They never wavered. They stood tall on the message boards knowing what was right around the corner, right? They knew that the good news was coming, right? No, they completely melted down like any respectable fan base would do. But then it turned around. While all that mess was happening, the Gators were hosting one of their biggest visit weekends of the summer. The pain of Austin Simmons noons would soon fade as four-star prospects would start committing. They landed four of them on Saturday and one more on Monday morning. Let's take a look at some of these big commitments from the weekend. Tight end Amir Jackson, defensive lineman Amaris Williams, defensive lineman Nasir Jones, linebacker Aaron Childs, and then on Monday, defensive lineman Makai Boyro, three-star that committed to Florida over Georgia, and he was just on campus at Georgia. The other four commitments, they all visited UF over the weekend. Makai did not. He was in Athens, but still committed to the Gators on Monday. Whew. My biggest takeaway here is that UF continues to address needs. Billy Napier and his staff, yes, they did land some highly coveted prospects, 
but they also come at positions of need. Very important for this 23 class, in my opinion. The Gator staff overcame some adversity and had one of the most productive weekends in the country, and more could be on the way. Just this morning, Corey Bender of Gators Online put in a prediction for offensive tackle Marcus Maskell. He's a three-star prospect out of the Atlanta, Georgia area, but again, on the offensive line, another position in need. There could be some flips on the way, Gator fans, especially in the big three. Look at this. Wide receiver Tawaski Abrams, who's committed to Florida State. He was on campus over the weekend. And last weekend, wide receiver Chance Robinson, who's a four-star commitment to Miami, was on campus. And there's rumors that both could be flipping to UF in, well, I don't know exactly when, but it seems like the rumors are legit. And I would watch Tawaski Abrams this week. He has a visit to FSU at the end of the week, but we'll see. Could a flip happen before he even makes it to Tallahassee? Let's bring on national recruiting analyst Sam Spiegelman. Sam, here's a look at the current top 10 rankings. Look at what the Gators did this weekend. They jumped from outside the top 10 all the way up to number three in the country, just behind Georgia and Ohio State. I know you're in California covering the OT7, but it couldn't be ignored. What were your thoughts on UF's successful weekend? Yeah, um, like you mentioned, after Chauncey Bowen flipped his commitment from, from Florida to Georgia, that was a major dagger for the fan base. They were kind of looking for a rebound on the recruiting trail, and, and boy, did Billy Napier and his staff deliver. Um, it was obviously a big official visit weekend overall, but look at the flurry of commitments that Florida added left and right um, in the trenches at tight end. They're, they're on a roll right now. All of a sudden, it's a completely different feel around the swamp. The optimism is high, not only about these commitments, but on some other big targets that were on campus this weekend. Yeah, and we talked about the commitments they got, but there were some key targets on campus that I want you to hit on because they're from Louisiana and Mississippi. We're talking about cornerback Wardell Mack and linebacker Jamonta Waller. What are your sources saying coming out of this visit to UF? Did the Gators make up ground? Yeah, those are, those are two of the Gators' top targets. They're both out of state, and they're both very high on their board. This was a really big weekend for Wardell Mack. Um, he made his first visit to Florida a couple of months ago, so second visit in three months. Um, you know, Corey Raymond and Jabbar Jaluk, those are Louisiana guys. And then Billy Napier has known Wardell since his days at UL. Obviously, LSU would love to keep Wardell Mack in the state, but Florida, along with Florida State, are really coming on strong. Uh, this visit, very uh, good sign for the Gators in the aftermath. And then Jamonte Waller, it seems like it's a three-team race. Florida, Auburn, Penn State, he just wrapped up his, his final OV um, to Florida. I'm told the Gators made up significant ground with the top 100 linebacker from the SIP. I was also told not to rule out Ole Miss with a decision about two months away in August. Um, still have to feel better about Florida's chances than you did going into the weekend with Ole Miss, Auburn, and also Penn State looming. All right. Well, great weekend for the Gators. Moves up to number three in the on three industry rankings and might not be done yet. Let's switch gears for a minute. Sam, did you see the final QB in the top 10 is now off the board? Number seven ranked quarterback Elijah Brown committed to Stanford over the weekend. Were you surprised? It's not USC. It's not Arizona State. It wasn't really anybody that anybody expected. He goes to Stanford. What was your opinion on that decision? Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think you would you, the obvious team to keep an eye on is USC. They've swung and missed on a couple of their top guys like Derek Lagway in the process. And, and Elijah Brown is from modern day. He's a top 100 quarterback. We just saw him at the Elite 11 slinging it with a real smooth delivery and really impressive performance this week in Los Angeles. But 
No, you have to credit Troy Taylor, the, the new head coach at Stanford. He also works exclusively with the quarterbacks. He runs the offense over there in Palo Alto. He did a significant job um, recruiting the quarterback, you know, from Los Angeles, the big time quarterback. As he tries to get Stanford back on track, he now found the quarterback to build the class around. And I think is a really good get, not only beating out USC, but also, as you know, Arizona State was very heavily involved for some time. Yeah. And I said nobody saw it coming, but I need to take that back. We saw it coming. We had our re recruiting prediction machine picks in for Stanford probably like six weeks ago now. So we did see that coming, actually. Now, that takes out all the QBs in the top 10 and literally all the QBs in the top 20. There's one remaining uncommitted quarterback in the top 20. Sam, do you even know who it is? Who the uncommitted the target is? It's Samaj Jones. He's at number 20. The 20th ranked quarterback in the country is uncommitted. Everybody else ahead of him has a school locked in. Now, Samaj Jones could be coming off the board soon. He was at Oklahoma over the weekend, and the Sooners are looking to take two quarterbacks. Wouldn't be surprised at all to see him to commit to the Sooners soon. All right, Sam, let's switch gears for a minute. We're going to talk Ohio State. They had Edge Dylan Stewart on campus. He's on threes, number one overall. But they had a lot of good defensive linemen on campus, and their defensive line class is starting to come together. Let's take a look at Ohio State's dream defensive line class. You got Edge Dylan Stewart, five-star prospect, five-star defensive lineman Edric Houston, four-star edge Marquise Lightfoot, and five-star defensive lineman Justin Scott. Now, Justin Scott wasn't on campus with this group, but he'll be there next week. With Edric Houston, he's currently trending to Ohio State at 75% on the recruiting prediction machine. Houston previously made visits to USC, Clemson, and Georgia, and he's scheduled to visit Alabama next weekend. But we'll have to see if that visit even happens right now because there's rumors that possibly ends his recruitment. I'm not saying that's going to happen. We just have to see what happens probably over the next 24 to 36 hours. Now, Dylan Stewart, he has a prediction in from Chad Simmons here at On3. He has Dylan Stewart heading to Columbus, and it's starting to trend that way on the recruiting prediction machine as well. And then you look at the number five ranked edge in the country, Marquise Lightfoot is trending at 90% to Ohio State. He took his official visit to the Buckeyes last weekend. He's been to Georgia and was at USC in Miami. Well, and he's going to head to Miami next weekend. Now, this coming weekend, the Buckeyes are going to host the number two-ranked defensive lineman in America, Justin Scott. He goes 6'5", 310 from St. Ignatius in Chicago, Illinois. And right now, it seems like Miami, Notre Dame, UGA, and Michigan are the top competition. Ohio State's not really in that group. Yet, he comes in next weekend. So this D-line class for Ohio State could be insane. Let's move on to five-star safety K.J. Bolden. Sam, are you ready to pick against Georgia and go with the Buckeyes for K.J. Bolden? There's a lot of buzz coming out of this visit. Yeah, like you mentioned, Ohio State really uh, set the bar high for, for not only K.J. Bolden, but his teammate Edric Houston out over at Buford. Um, as you know, K.J. Bolden has family ties to the Ohio State coaching staff. They've always been in his top three, maybe even his top two, along with Georgia. I still think it's too close to call. My RPM is still not even in, but if I was to pick, I, I, it's one of those too cloudy to calls right now. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one. All right, one more on the Ohio State weekend for you. Kobe Black out of Texas, the five-star corner. What's the intel on him coming out of his official visit to Ohio State? 
Yeah, I, I don't think a decision is coming anytime soon for Kobe Black, but I think that Ohio State has built a really strong foundation now with a spring visit and then this summer official visit. He was on campus with KJ Bolden and Corian Gibson, two of their top DB targets in this cycle. And obviously he's going into one of the more the biggest recruiting weekend for the Longhorns next weekend that we know the on three recruiting prediction machine favors the Longhorns with the, the five star quarterback from the state of Texas. Um, I think in the long run, Ohio State has that long term staying power along with Texas, along with A&M and along with Alabama. Um, I expect him to narrow it down to four, maybe five schools before his senior season. And I like the Buckeyes, you know, staying in that race until the end. All right. Uh, as I said at the top of the show, there was over 60 commitments this weekend. So let's run through some of the commitments in the top 200 here. Sam, what names stand out to you? I love Boo Carter finally committing to Tennessee. Um, you know that we have had the RPM for, for the Vols for some time. He's visited Tennessee more than any other school. Um, and obviously he's a, he's a major priority for the Vols in the state of Tennessee. But, you know, when you're visiting Oregon and Ohio State and Michigan and, and really you're spending FaceTime with Deion Sanders, I love getting Boo Carter on camp. I love getting Boo Carter in this class in, in the middle of June. Um, he's a dynamic player. He plays both sides of the ball, receiver and safety. Um, he just a, he has a nose for the football. He's always making plays. And for an in-state guy, you'd hate to see him get out of state and go to Ohio State or Michigan and then play on those big college football games on Saturdays and make noise. So I love for the volunteers keeping Boo Carter in the volunteer state. Yeah, a little drama. You know, he went to Michigan last weekend, but the volunteers were able to hold on to him. That was a big get, but... There's big gets all around the country this this weekend. So, th Sam, thanks for joining the Inside Scoop to talk all about it. Tennessee hosted a big visit weekend, so let's bring on Austin Price of VolQuest. Now, before we get into all the big names that were in Knoxville, Tennessee actually landed a major commitment on Saturday from in-state athlete Boo Carter out of Chattanooga. Now, he wasn't on campus for this one. He actually did it in New York City. He's listed 5'10", 180, the number six ranked athlete in the country. Austin, what position can fans expect to see Boo Carter star at once he gets to Knoxville? Well, it'll be on defense. Um, you know, he's uber talented, plays on both sides of the ball in high school. And uh, the best compliment you can give that kid is he's so competitive. I mean, the guy just does not like to lose in anything he does. Really, really impressed by everything Boo brings to the table from a speed standpoint, change of direction. Uh, he, he plays physical. Uh, if, if you saw our you know, story with Matt Ray, he, he described himself. You know, a lot of guys you know, describe himself as a dog, right? Mm -hmm. And he only went, he went specific with a breed of dog. He's a Rockweiler. And so, you know, that's, uh, I think, a pretty good description because he plays that kind of physical uh, tone and he'll do so on defense. All right, let's just get right to it. Tennessee, big names on campus this weekend on official visits. It starts at the top with Williams Winery, number one defensive lineman in America, four-star defensive lineman Cam Franklin, quarterback Jake Merklinger, who's committed to Tennessee, was on campus just kind of helping out. Offensive lineman Daniel Calhoun, he's been around the country. He was in Knoxville this weekend. And four-star wide receiver Brandon Staley. All right. The fans want to know, Austin, Williams Winery on campus in Knoxville. How did the visit go? What are your sources saying? Well, the visit went as well as it could go. Um, you know, the, the, the bad part for Tennessee is, is I don't think he's doing anything anytime soon. He plans on taking an official visit to Oregon in the month of September. So 
this thing's going to last a while. So the momentum you got this weekend, and Tennessee definitely got momentum, much like Oklahoma got momentum off their visit last weekend, you've got to find a way to make it last because ultimately he's not going to do anything unless he changes his mind for a few months now. So Tennessee will have to kind of weather the storm, kind of try to hold on to the momentum they have, but they definitely had a good weekend with williams Winery. Yeah, a lot of teams are going to have to f- kind of figure out how to do that with a lot of these top prospects because there's been a ton of June visits and not a lot of elite prospects are ready to make their decision right now. So Tennessee, not the only team trying to make that momentum stick. What about defensive lineman Cam Franklin? He's been a big piece to this uh, Tennessee puzzle at the defensive line. How did his visit go? Went really, really well. He is super tight with Rodney Garner. Um, his coach, uh, you know, his family was here. His grandmother was here. Coach Garner really uh, is really traditionally pretty good with grandmas. And so, you know, th- this is something where I think Tennessee did themselves a lot of good this weekend uh, with Cam Franklin. But much like Winery, probably going to take some visits uh, once things open back up and probably take, a, you know, get to a school or two in September and then probably work towards a decision. Don't think it's going all the way to signing day, but definitely not anytime soon, it looks like. All right, Daniel Calhoun, he's one of the top-rated, uncommitted offensive linemen in the country. He was in Knoxville. He's been making his rounds this spring and into the summer. Do you think Tennessee has a shot with Daniel Calhoun? I do. I do. I think Tennessee made up some big ground this weekend. I think they were trailing Georgia Mm -hmm. and maybe even Alabama coming in. Uh, I think that they've caught those schools. Now, is it enough to get past them? I don't know. We'll see. But I think that they had a really strong weekend with Daniel Calhoun and you know, he is one I think I'm going to be watching come early July because I think that's going to be when he kind of pulls the trigger sometime those first two weeks of July. Austin, you and I talk a lot of wide receiver recruiting when it comes to Tennessee on the inside scoop. We mostly, though, talk about Mike Matthews, Ryan Wingo, but this weekend four-star Braylon Staley was on campus with Tennessee. Where does he stand on the wide receiver board and what's shaking with him in the balls? Well, Tennessee's going to take several receivers, and right now they don't have one committed because you yeah. know they're, they're swinging big at, at, at Matthews and Amari Jefferson and Ryan Wingo and Braylon Staley. Tennessee hit a home run with Braylon Staley this weekend. Um, you know, I think Tennessee right now is, is a trendy, trendy uh, you know pick for him, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll see if he takes the visit to North Carolina this weekend. Uh, was kind of uncommittal on that uh, yesterday. Uh, South Carolina is also trying to get him to come back to campus this week, so. You know, Tennessee did a really nice job with the Aiken native this weekend. And, you know, having Merklinger, who isn't too far, Aiken and Savannah, not a huge distance uh, in town for this weekend, I think was a good thing for the Vols. All right. I know the dust still really hasn't even settled from the last big visit weekend, but Tennessee eyeing up another one coming this weekend. Who can Tennessee fans look forward to seeing on campus in Knoxville next weekend? Well, the first two weekends in June, they hosted two official visitors total. Mm-hmm. This past weekend, 12, they're going to have right around 20 this coming weekend. It's a massive weekend. So they've backloaded this thing, kind of like Clemson front-loaded. Tennessee backloaded it uh, with official visitors. Amari Jefferson will be in town. Mike Matthews will be in town. Braylon Russell will be in town. Uh, you know, Tylen Singleton, linebacker from Louisiana. It's a big, big weekend, but specifically, let's talk about those receivers. Mike Matthews and Amari Jefferson, yeah. this is a real chance for Tennessee to uh, leave a lasting impression heading into the dead period. All right. Well, summer recruiting is here. No better place to follow it than at VolQuest. Thank you, Austin, for joining the Inside Scoop today. Appreciate it, Josh. Thank you.
The Georgia Bulldogs had another big visit weekend, so let's bring in our good pal, Rusty Mansell of Dogs HQ. Rusty, here's a look at who was there at their big visit weekend. You had four-star defensive lineman Aiden Breland, four-star defensive lineman LJ McCray, offensive tackle Nair Daniels, offensive tackle Jonathan Daniels, no relation, linebacker Chris Jones, and linebacker Chris Cole, both of them out of Virginia. Rusty, who did UGA make the biggest move on over the weekend? Uh, I would probably have to say right now, I'd probably say Nair Daniels, the offensive tackle out of New Jersey. Here, look, Fran Brown connection continues to make Georgia a stronghold there. When you look at Nair Daniels, young man, six foot eight, 360 Ooh. pound plus, 11 and a half inch hands, and an over 36 inch arm. Josh, we throw around grown man a lot. That That is a grown man <laughs> all right on, on three's number one overall offensive tackle jonathan daniels was also in town this has mm -hmm. primarily been an lsu fsu race up to this point was georgia mm -hmm. able to get in there yeah i think georgia made a move there you gotta look at him and you know josh you know me every week my theme is let this visit high kind of wear off and see where you're at with things but uh, he weighed in good, around 285 pounds, I was told, just a tad under six foot five. So he's got the length, he's got the frame, and, you know, he's he's one of those turns. He's a dancing bear, man, when you watch him on tape. So I, I think Georgia definitely getting him up. Stacey Searle's done a good job, been down there a couple of times with to visit him. So he's also one to watch. This may be one of those weekends, Josh, where Georgia doesn't get instant news out of the mm -hmm. weekend, but it may be one of those ones when we go back and look at the class of 2024 – this may this weekend potentially could pay off pretty big. So you're saying the seeds have been planted. I like it. Tell me about the Virginia linebackers. They brought in two from the state of Virginia, Chris Jones and Chris Cole. What's going on with those two prospects? Yeah, I get a lot of questions on them, and I'm pretty confident in saying that both of those guys are takes, and you look how athletic they are. Um, I think the picture of Chris Cole, uh, he put on Twitter this weekend, he was dressed up in Georgia gear. He's a lot longer athlete than people think. He's one of the fastest hurdlers in the country, so – he is a freaky athlete. And you look at Chris Jones with his length. So I know Georgia is fighting to keep Demarcus Riddick in this class. He was at Alabama this past weekend. He's going to make a final decision in July. Georgia would like to bring in three inside linebackers, but we're going to talk about another one here in a minute to be on campus this weekend. So Georgia still with a lot of kind of meat left on the bone and inside linebacker. We'll see how Glenn Schumann finishes this class up. All right, before we preview next weekend, tell me about the Buford boys. Now, they weren't in Athens this weekend. Instead, they were in Columbus. Edric Houston and teammate K.J. Bolden took their official yep. visits to Ohio State. And the rumors are swirling, Rusty. And I, I know you're not. You don't cover Ohio State, but you yep. do know those Buford boys. What are you hearing? Yeah, that's the I, I've told you know the, the members of Dogs HQ for a while. Uh, I think Edric Houston it, it would be leaning to Ohio State if he had to say right now, like, who's his number one? He went up there this weekend. Be interested to see what we hear out of this week. I know Georgia, Clemson, and Alabama, a lot of schools are trying to get in on him. But I think Ohio State has a pretty good league there, in my opinion, with him. K.J. Bolden, I think I would predict Georgia as of today, but I've told everyone this Ohio State visit is the one to watch. Where is he at when he gets back from, you know, from Columbus? So, you know, we'll see him kind of next couple of days, see where he is. But the biggest threat to Georgia, if they were to land K.J. Bolden, in my opinion, is Ohio State. Hmm. Yeah, it sure feels that way. Is there any concern, or I shouldn't say concern, but is there any feeling that, like, Georgia needs to weather the next 24 to 36 hours and not have one of these top targets commit to Ohio State? 
Uh, I think everybody in the country feels that way on Mondays. You know, like <laughs> you're trying to get your guys to commit and you're trying to hold on because everybody's on visits. June, look, let's face it, June is that month. So anytime you're a prospect and you're in Alabama, you're at Ohio State, you're at Georgia, one of these schools that are hot right now, even Florida's hot right now. So you kind of fit, you try to figure out where this prospect's mind is on Tuesday. Let that visit high wear off about right. a day or two. And tell me what you're thinking Tuesday morning when you wake up. In my experience, that's kind of when you find out what's really going on. But listen, I'm not sugarcoating. Ohio State is definitely a threat with uh, the two prospects from Buford right now. All right, Rusty. Well, you know the fun never stops. Right behind one big visit weekend is another. In this coming weekend, tell the fans. Well, I know you you guys are going to have the full visit list up on Dogs HQ, but who are some of the big names that will be in Athens this coming weekend? Man, you want to start with position. Just talking about the number one linebacker in the country, Justin Williams out of Texas. He'll be in town this weekend. So, Blaine Schumann, you know, how does he juggle this board? What, you know, how does he feel going into the weekend? But Justin Williams, I can assure you, if he wants to commit to Georgia anytime, he's got a spot. So, Brandon Baker, the number one offensive tackle in the country, Josh, we got a chance to meet him at the Nashville on three elite series. And what an impressive, impressive young man. I think. If I had to make a prediction on him, I would say Oregon. You know, he had the Oregon book uh, backpack when he was in mm-hmm. Nashville. So, you know, Georgia going to get their chance with him. Another big visitor that I'm expecting in this weekend is Joseph Jonah Ajanye. He's going to be in Athens. What are the Bulldogs going to do to roll out the red carpet for him? The best thing that's happened to me on this Monday is you pronouncing that because I would absolutely barbecue his I name. But I'll tell you this, he is a really, really good football player. And if you look at the own three RPM prediction machine, uh, Georgia is a strong leader right now. I think industry-wide, a lot of people feel like he is trending toward Georgia. And uh, you know, he's a teammate of Justin Williams, and they'll be here together. So this is the second time they've been to Athens in about the last six weeks together. Major, major target at defensive line for Georgia. So we'll see where we are next Monday with this one, because I know Georgia is would love to add him to this 2024 class. Whew. Well, the dust hasn't even settled from this past week, and we're already talking about next week and wrestling. We're getting way ahead of ourselves. Thanks for stopping by today on the Inside Scoop. Thank you. Thank you for watching. Make sure you smash that subscribe button for me, and remember to check out all the videos on the On3 YouTube page.